guys, uh, two topics for you today as I and as I and my fiance drown in this Texas heat. Um, bear with me. If I sound a little delusional or, you know, I start screaming out randomly, it's because the heat's really getting to me. Okay. Um, let me say this. Um, I don't, I don't have kids. I can't wait for the day that I do. I think that'll be the happiest day of my life. Um, I don't understand how people can leave their children in hot cars. And I talked about this before some years ago. I have spoken about this. But when I see these stories, my blood boils. Because one, it's just not okay. Two, stop being stop being that lazy. And just take your kid in with you. It's the summer. You guys, well, just, just just take your kid in with you. If your kid doesn't know how to handle walking or being inside of a store and they get too crazy, uh, no, that's where that's where teaching comes in and training. Okay, you don't train them like a dog, obviously, but you know, practice and you know you you, you have to teach them how to be inside a store. A toddler dies after grandmother leaves her in hot car for eight hours eight hours police say a 14 month old girl died after her grandmother left her unattended in a hot car in new york for eight whole hours the 54 year old grandmother forgot to drop the toddler off at daycare center in smithstown on long island on monday and went to work leaving the girl in a car seat inside a jeep cherokee um eight hours later the grandmother went to pick the girl up from daycare center and realized she had left her in the car the child was taken to a hospital where she was pronounced dead. I, I, you guys, you guys, how does that, ha- how does this happen? Let me, let me say this. I've, and I've spoken to my fiance about this and, I, and I've spoken to my mother about this. How is that possible? How is that possible? How can you forget that you didn't drop your child off at daycare or at school? I, 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 that, that's, that's not possible to me. You know, I, I think I shared the story. I used to work for a grocery store called Vons. And I had this couple that I, I really liked. They were some of my favorites. And they had young, uh, children. It, they had four children. All of them, they were all like back to back to back to back. And there were some stories that were coming out about parents leaving their children in hot cars and i asked them one day i said listen i said you guys are a young couple and you have very young children i said i see these stories about adults parents aunts uncles grandmothers grandfathers caretakers leaving children in hot cars is it possible in your mind that you guys can be so distracted or so overwhelmed with things to do that you forget that your child is in the car. They said, it's not possible. It's not possible. Because they said your child becomes your world. Your child becomes more important than you. So when I see stories like this, am I hesitant? Am I skeptical? I am. I am. 
About 40 children die of heat stroke in the United States every year after being left or becoming trapped in a, uh, in a car, according to the U.S. Department of Transportation. The majority of cases happen when a parent or caregiver, caregiver forgets that the child is in the car. Monday's high temperature in Smithtown was 83 degrees Fahrenheit, but temperatures inside a car can reach much higher. Now, here's some facts from uh, NHTSA.gov. So, in just 10 minutes, a car can heat up by 20 degrees and become deadly. Don't leave the baby in the back seat. That is crazy. A child's body temperature rises 3 to 5 times faster than an adult's. When a child is left in a vehicle, that child's temperature can rise quickly and the situation can become uh, dangerous. Heat stroke begins when the core body temperature reaches at about 104. A child can die when their body reaches 107. In 2022, 33 children died of heat stroke in vehicles. In 2018 and 2019, we saw a record number of hot car deaths. 53 children died each year, the most in, the, in at least 25 years. There's an ad right here where it says outside 20, 75 degrees, inside car 105. I, I, I just, I, I don't understand why parents do this. If you have young children that cannot get out of a car by themselves, why are you leaving them in the car? Oh, it's, well, I got to get them out. I got to buckle them up. They, they're too fussy. Oh, they're napping. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That's part of parenthood. That's part of being a caretaker. In the car seat, out of the car seat, strapping them in, strap, getting, getting them unstrapped, changing diaper. All, all of those things are involved. Is it tiring? Yes. Is it bothersome? Yes. Is, does it get, does it get repetitive? Yes. Does it get dull? Yes. But it's your baby. It's your baby. So when I see stories like this, my blood boils. What should happen to this grandmother? Well, you know, I, 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 I have a soft spot for children in my, in my heart. Okay. That's why I'm so firmly against abortion. This to me, this to me should be the death penalty. It, it, it just should. There's no reason. How, how do you forget that? How do you forget that? How can you, how can you possibly leave home, drive to your destination, you get to work, you have to think at some point, and I spoke to my dad about this, and he made a very good point. He said, how can you possibly go to work, you would arrive to work early. Dropping your kid off takes mm, five minutes minimum. It's going to be about five minutes, okay, on average. Some shorter, some longer, okay? You're looking at about between five to seven minutes. So you would arrive to work about five to seven minutes early. People tend to get into routines. They do the same thing every day. They're, they don't deviate much from their schedule. So if they're going around doing their thing and they come to a place of, oh, 
yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, why am I here 10 minutes early? This, what I do, if I ever arrive somewhere early, or earlier than, than supposed to be, I think, okay, why am I here so early? I am very time conscious. I am. I don't know how I could, I don't, again, I don't have a child. But I would have to think, how could I leave my kid in the car? And it's hot. Just take your kids in with you. Just take them in with you. There's no reason for you to do that. There's, there's no reason to forget. My mom was out here, uh, over in, uh, over here in Dallas. She met my fiance. We were in the, we were in the car one day and we, we saw down at the bottom, uh, on the on the panel, it said, "Reminder: Check the back seat." We all three of us thought it was pretty clever. We thought it was pretty smart. I, I, I but still, even then, I don't know how that can even be a thing. How can you forget your child? It's not your wallet. It's not your purse. It's not your gun. I've never accidentally left I've never accidentally left groceries in the car. A human being that's that to me is awful. And pun the punishment should be harsh and swift. Now, um woman banned from United Airlines after wine uproar forced landing. United Airlines has temporarily banned a woman from flying with it. After she allegedly caused problems to divert a flight to Los Angeles after an argument with flight attendants about wine. The woman, who has not been identified, caused a disruptive scene on the July 25th flight from Houston when she, quote, refused to follow the flight attendant's instructions to return to her seat. The melee caused the LA-bound flight to divert to Phoenix. Videos of the uproar shared on social media captured the moment a flight attendant warned the woman to take her seat or the flight would be forced to land in Arizona. Let me say this. Um, he also accused a woman of drinking before boarding the plane. I knew you were drinking wine and I still let you board, he told her. I tried to help you. Let me say this. Um, alcohol and airports and airplanes do not belong together. They just don't. Now, I know what you're saying. I know what you're thinking. Oh, well, the, well, it's, it's pretty, statistically, it's pretty rare. It is. It is. If you are someone and you need alcohol on a flight, you have a problem. You have a problem. If you can't, if you can't go on a trip and you, 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 I, I just, I gotta calm my nerves. I gotta calm my nerves. No, no, no. There's, there's something wrong with you. They, alcohol should not be served at airports. It shouldn't be served on planes. I think I was pretty young when I first learned that alcohol was, was served on planes. I was like, wow, why do they do that? And my, my parents were like, well, it makes money. Now, I come from a teetotaling family, okay? There was never any alcohol in the Green household. My dad used to drink with his first, uh, before he had, uh, before he got with my mom. My mom also used to drink. But I was raised in a home where there was no alcohol, okay? 
I've never had it. I don't want it. I think alcohol is stupid. And I think people who drink alcohol, there's something wrong with them mentally. But I look at situations like this and I'm like, why is this a thing? This keeps on happening. This keeps on happening where, where somebody is under the influence of alcohol and they cause everyone's flight to be disrupted. And you know, you know what happens? It's not just these people whose flight gets affected. It's the, it's the people at, okay, so look, look at it this way. Look at it this way. Okay. So this flight was supposed to go to LA. They flew from Houston. Okay. So let's think about this. Let's say they're going to LAX. Okay. Houston to LAX. She's at Houston. They get on the plane. They're flying. And then they start to disrupt everything. They say, ma'am, sit down, sit down. If you don't sit down, we're going to have to divert to Phoenix. Okay. She doesn't sit down, so they have to divert the plane to Phoenix. That means those at LAX who are waiting to use that plane don't get that plane. Okay. They don't get that plane. They don't get one. Their, their flight is now delayed. Okay. It, that, that affects your gate number, your terminal possibly. All of these things, your, your baggage, all of those things are now affected because someone doesn't know how to not drink on planes or at airports. Me, me, per, me personally, you should not be allowed to fly unless you're sober. That's the way I see it. You, you need to be sober. You need to be sober. There should not, I have no problem with food. I have no problem with restaurants at airports. I have no problem with people being served food on planes. Little snacks, little treats, little pretzels, little crackers. I'm fine with that. It's the alcohol that makes no sense. Aside from finances, I get it. But overall, why do we do this? So that flight, the people at LAX are waiting on their plane and they have no idea what's going on. They're waiting and waiting and waiting. They're waiting for that, that plane to come in and it never comes. It never comes and they're thinking, well, what happened? Is it late? Did it get delayed? Was it rerouted? Is there bad weather? You have no idea. You're left in the dark, unfortunately. So then that takes place. So now Phoenix is affected because in Phoenix, they're saying, oh, well, hey, we got to make an emergency landing. Um, can you, uh, hey, uh, we, have a, we have a disruptive lady. We can't have her on this plane. She's being a danger to everyone's safety. So now they got to take an emergency landing. That affects the runway. That affects takeoffs. That affects arrivals. That affects no more gate numbers. Okay, plane uh, flight number, I'll just make a number, 2233. Flight 2233, you're supposed to be at gate 1. We now have to put you at gate 17. Everything has to be moved around because of this individual and individuals like her it's absurd it's absurd and here's my here's my question here's my question so let me let me go to the bottom of the article real quick the federal aviation administration has recorded about 857 cases of unruly passengers in the first half of 2023 now my question is what number what what percentage of that 857 has to do with alcohol Please investigate. 
I, I don't have a number, but I want the FAA to investigate. You got all that money. You got, you got all this, you got all this, all these resources. Investigate. Were these people drinking? Were, were, were they angry? Did they not have the medication? What happened? I guarantee you more than half have to do with alcohol. It is absurd. It is ridiculous. Why is that a thing? Outside of money, it makes no sense to me. Now people may say, well, you know, the vast majority, you can't, you can't take a gun onto a plane. You can't. The average person is not going to shoot, shoot a plane up. They're not going to shoot another passenger. They're just going to have their gun on them. No, no, no. It's, it's a safety risk. Well, you got, you can only have this, you can only have this much lotion. You can only have this much shampoo. Oh, you, you know what? You accidentally had water in your hydro flask. We got to take you all. We got to dump it out. You got to go all the way back around, get back in that long line for TSA and go through the process again. That's what they do. But for some reason, alcohol is okay. They serve it at airports and on planes. Why do we do this? Why do we, you don't need alcohol on planes? You don't need it. I get the money aspect. I get it. And clearly that must be all we care about because there's no other reason for it. There's no other reason for it. There's no other reason that you can't figure out, you know, if, if you, let me, and let me say this, this may take some self-reflection for you. If you are a person who cannot go on a flight or be inside of an airport and not have alcohol, you have a problem. Alcohol is so widely available. It's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. The gas station, the, the, the supermarket. Like you can go into any eating establishment or drinking establishment pretty much anywhere. Obviously not McDonald's or things like that. But pretty much anywhere that serves food, you have the opportunity to consume alcohol you don't need it at the airport you don't need it on the plane it shouldn't be allowed if you can't get on a flight from houston to los angeles without needing alcohol or having to have it inside your system you should not be allowed to fly sir or ma'am you shouldn't you shouldn't it's a major major problem and i'm sick of all these people that cause all these disruptions because of this. Guys, this is far more common than, than you realize. I, I, I really would like an investigation. I wish that was my job. I wish my job was to investigate how many, I, I wish they said, uh, Solomon, hey, we have a question for you. We want you, so there's been 857 cases of, uh, unruly passengers on flights. We want you to we want you to, to develop a team and we want you to look into what's causing these unruly passengers. What what what's going into it? I would bet a month's salary on that if I had that job, I would bet a month's salary say, you know what? I guarantee you we can chalk half of them up to alcohol at a minimum. Half. I guarantee it. I guarantee it.
It's not a good combination. I don't know why we do this. I don't know why we allow this. It's not okay. It just it, it bothers me. It, it shouldn't it shouldn't be a thing. Again, I come I come I come to this topic as a teetotaler. Okay, I'm someone. People can call me alcohol phobic. I'm I'm okay with that label. I'm I'm cool with that. That doesn't bother me. But I look at this situation. And I say, why is this a thing? Alcohol. We, we treat alcohol so casually in society, and it's a problem. It's a major, major problem. And I, you know what? I let me let me call out my conservatives here, my fellow conservatives. Conservatives often fight against. Uh, we gotta go. We gotta push back on porn. We gotta we gotta do stuff about the weed. We gotta do stuff about you know the fentanyl. I really don't care about that stuff. I don't. Okay. Alcohol has caused far more death. If you if if you do if you look at alcohol, cigarettes, uh, and let's just say recreational drugs. Okay, alcohol, cigarettes, recreational drugs. Okay. If we look at the social damage caused by each one of those, alcohol wins by 15 million landslides it's not close it's not close drunk drivers accidents like like alcohol far surpasses that it's a much bigger threat and conservatives they always try to always try to battle you know the these 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 smaller issues they're so better. We we gotta do something about this pornography. Okay, okay, all right, all right. We we can talk about that. How about alcohol that actually kills people? How about alcohol that is very, 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 very much available everywhere you go? I'm not calling for both for prohibition. I'm not saying that. But America's relationship with alcohol is way too relaxed. It's way too common. It's not okay. It's not okay. We we give alcohol and and their and the, the the makers of alcohol free rides, Bud Light, Coors, Anheuser Busch, all these companies involved with alcohol and their parent companies, all these companies we we give we give them a, we give them a pass. It's perfectly fine. But the second we see someone take out a pack of cigarettes and start, you know, tapping them, oh my God! Look, look, we 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 have to we have to we have to exercise them or something. It's like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? Camel, oh my God, oh Marlboro, oh my Lord, how could you? Oh, that's disgusting. Do cigarettes smell? Yeah. Are they awful? Yes. But you know what? Alcohol has caused far more damage to society than cigarettes. It's not close. It's not close. And as 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 cigarette transphobic as we are, cigarette transphobic, as cigarette phobic as we are, we should be way more phobic against alcohol. That's how it should be. But unfortunately, alcohol has just been around for so long, and it's it's for some reason it's so accepted. We're 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 quite messy as humans in this area. There are so many other things that we're afraid of, that we that we're bothered by, that we think are bigger threats. And when it comes time to talk about alcohol, we turn a complete blind eye. 
Oh, no, we don't, we don't want to talk about that. Uh, we, uh, are you calling for prohibition? I didn't say prohibition. I didn't say we need that. I said we just need to analyze our relationship and we need to fix how widely available alcohol is. It's everywhere. It's, 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 and it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be. It's not fair. It's not fair. The stigma that cigarette smokers, again, I'm not a cigarette smoker, but I'm defending them here. The amount of stigma, the amount of mistreatment that cigarette smokers get. Oh God, he's smoking. Oh God. Hold your breath as you walk past him. The amount of, the amount of vitriol, the amount of disgust we treat those people with those who drink alcohol it's like ah whatever they're not hurting anybody they're they're no danger to anybody alcohol has caused far more damage to society than cigarettes by a landslide it's not close we need to analyze our relationship with alcohol it's not okay the fact that we serve alcohol the fact that we even think it's worth it I get the money aspect. I understand it. But there comes a point where we say, you know what? If if you're allowed to do this, if you're allowed to drink on a plane, um we we we've got some serious problems and we've got to get our priorities.